Good morning, everyone. Morning, morning. Hey, Kevin, all the way from Florida. Evening to you. Evening to you. Alison, good morning. Tim at the Pan Pacific, site. What are you competing in? Uh, Tim, Pan Pack Games. Is it Pan Pack Games? Is it triathlon? It's some competition, isn't it? Anyway, sorry if I'm not uh, not up to speed, Tim, but good to see you. Paulo, good morning. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to have you here. Hope you've had a good weekend. Athletics throwing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> good to see that's happening, mate. Good to see you're out there active. I'm, uh, I'm down in Sydney in a couple of weeks' time at the Australian uh, Open Australian National Championships for climbing, rock climbing, and bouldering. Anyone knows what that is. Um, and uh, I'm the official commentator of the, uh, the National Climbing Competition. There you go. And uh, we'll be live streaming. If you're interested, track us down at Australian Sports Climbing. Australian Sports Climbing. Anyway, there you go. Good to see you, Tim. Uh, Jeff, how are you, mate? All the way from the coal mine. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Good work, Alison. Everyone's getting their exercise mojo on. Summer's coming up. You've got to get the summer bod ready, right? Anyway, um, enough about uh, enough about that. You guys um, are here to talk about something else, I'm sure. But before we get going, uh, if you're new, if you're new, welcome along. Jason Witten's my name. As it says right there, we've been doing... Well, that's the idea, Jeff. That's the idea. Going to give it a crack, see if I can Olympic commentate in uh, 2032. Well, we shall see. We shall see. Welcome along. If you're new, like I said before, we've been doing these Wealth Coffee Chats for a little while now. Each morning we get together and have a conversation, uh, some pontification, some chats, some thoughts about the world of investing, about the world of property investing, maybe some investing in general, some other things too. So if you've got any questions, whack them in the chat. If you're new, say hello, tell us where you're from and... um, you know, each day, come and join us live, or you can chase these things up afterwards. They do get turned into a podcast, by the way. We put them on the Facebook, private Facebook group. We put them in uh, YouTube and Spotify and iTunes, so you can track that down if you miss the times. Hey, Brendan, good morning to you. This morning, I thought we would talk about capital growth. It's been a pretty good run the last little bit. Uh, and certainly, uh, when you have a look at charts and statistics, it's been a pretty good run since the since the late '90s, early 2000s. And um, there's some commentary around what has fueled and accelerated significant capital growth um, over and above wage growth in the last decade or so. Tell me in the chat. This might be a you know. Use your brain. Get in there. Have some deep thoughts. What has what has accelerated? Well, there are some comments around what has accelerated housing prices over the last decade or two, um, over and above wages. Tell me, what do you guys think? What is the common conversation, or not so common, but a common conversation about what has accelerated housing prices? And I can tell you, it's not it's not population and um, supply and demand and things like that, 
Uh, it's one thing is the argument about general immigration. Um, that has helped. That certainly has helped. Yes, yes, immigration certainly has helped. Anyone else got any thoughts, ideas? Any thoughts or ideas? Lack of available stock, supply and demand. A little bit, Jeff, a little bit. Yeah, certainly government incentives have uh, have given it a bit of a bit of a nudge uh, of times as well, Tim. Let's have a little look at this. So you can see something around here. If we look at a chart that's uh, supplied, well, this is ABS statistics. If we look at a bit of a chart of recent times and past times, something happened around here. You can see the real average full-time earnings of an Aussie. Hasn't done anything spectacular for a while. This is it here, travelling along at a low trajectory. But something really kicked off in this section and house prices uh, and asset values accelerated. Like we're not there yet. No one's got it yet. Um, But... uh, and listen, this is just a pontification today as well. I'm certainly not a full-blown economist, but um, as Andy and Fenton and I said, um, you know, economists are someone who can get it wrong all the time and still keep their job. <laughs> so uh, there you go, maybe. Anyway, what is it? What is it? Let's have a look. And and the conversation I have heard many times with capital growth in the world of property and property investing What's happened when these property prices have now accelerated quite significantly over a certain period of time? Good trajectory. Um, Internet, yeah. Actually, you know what happened? I think I've told this story before, um, but I'll tell it again in a second. What has happened? If you look at this, and this is a conversation I've heard plenty of times, right? From about 2006, well, probably from a, for, for a long time anyway, for well over many, many years, uh, interest rates have declined, folks, uh, a long way. But if you talk, if you look around this sort of 2006, 2008 section here, from a 10% interest rate, 10% down to a 2% interest rate. So when you have a bit of a sticky beak at, you put these two together, you know, have a look at this section here. That's gone down and that's gone up. Oh, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> anyway, technical difficulty this morning. So the conversation has been, and I've heard this quite a lot in my circles, is that, all right, well, cheap money, basically, team, cheap money, cheap money, low interest rates, Low interest rates, cheap money has fueled capital growth, cap growth, fueled cap growth. So the conversation has been, it's been like a, it's like being a a growth led not by somebody's wages or ability to purchase or borrow, but their ability to, not their not their wages, but their ability to borrow. Their ability to borrow has helped fuel this growth over time. 
Now, the conversation is, what would be the conversation? What would be the question right now? Um, yeah, a little bit of super funds investing too, Jeff. Absolutely. There's a lot of money in the Australian system as well. What would be the question right now when we're sitting here and going, for the first time in over a decade, for the first time in over a decade, interest rates have gone up. You know, um, full-time earnings aren't necessarily going up as fast. What's the conversation? What is the conversation right now about the marketplace? And you can see here as well, from about this time as well, you can see CPI uh, and rents as CPI went down or um, rents didn't grow as much either. So what happened is rents didn't grow as much for the last 10 years. Interest rates went down. Uh, and we were fueled. There we go. So inflation, yeah. So the next disaster, cheap money starts again, and boom, yeah. So the conversation is this. Will we get capital growth into the future? The answer is yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Will we get capital growth into the future? The answer is yes. But where will that growth come from? Okay, <clears throat> where will that growth come from? And it's going to be driven by something that Sam has talked about for a long time. What's going to drive, <clears throat> excuse me, what's going to drive the next growth cycle in the world of real estate? And probably, let's, I would say it's going to be a fairer, it's going to be fairer, I don't know, is that a right word? Fairer. It's going to be a much more fair growth process when we come to the world of property investing. Tell me in the chat, what, boom, Jeff is all over it. Flight to quality. Flight to quality. Folks, when the interest rates are higher and you can't just buy any old thing, <clears throat> the flight to quality conversation is going to win out. There is no doubt about this conversation. If you want growth into the future, and this is Sam's call, this is certainly my call as well, into the future, if you want capital growth, you're going to have to understand what flight to quality means when it comes to, yep, immigration numbers. Flight to quality means when it comes to growth of your real estate. So let's break down flight to quality uh, in a bit of a sequence, all right? First, flight to quality. What does the flight to quality mean, folks? Put that in the chat. We're going to sort of break it down. Flight to quality is is built around certain things, right? And Sam talks about these as we go, right? And let's talk about the first one. It's the good old adage. Talk about the idea. It's location, okay? And more importantly, we call it the proximity of profit. Okay, the proximity of profit, folks. Boom, Chris is on it, the location. Right, if you're going to be out the middle of nowhere, stuck in traffic jams <clears throat> with poor um, amenity, et cetera, et cetera, then your growth is going to suffer. Okay, location. Now, there's three belts. The closer we've, and, and I'm not going to dive into this today, but the closer you can get to something that you want, the distance from a CBD, 
um, and it's broken down into four belts, right? Here we talk about the belts, talk about the green belt, um, the medical belt, the education belt, not water, beach, or whatever he, whatever he calls it, beach. Let's just call it call it like that, right? So these belts of of employment or um, location, okay, as we go. So you're going to have a you, – you need to get a great location. Folks, don't go sand belt. That's it. <laughs> Having a mental blank. Thanks, Chris. Um, so don't go in the middle of nowhere with no infrastructure, um, no shops, no um, schools, and, you know, expect growth to come from your property – uh, when people are stuck in traffic jams and there's nothing around, okay? That's not going to happen. So more than ever, more important than ever, when money is not cheap, quality will drive the value and then based on or dovetailing into supply and demand where there is less supply, things are uh, have already been filled in in infill suburbs and stuff like that. You know, we're talking about one now, one of the deals we're doing in Point Cook. It's the last, it's the last, it's the last spot within 20 kilometres of Melbourne you can get a house with some land. It's the last spot. Like we said in Pallara. Pallara's gone. It's gone from 400 to 900. Anyway, um, so location, team, you need to be in the right location. What next? What else will drive based on the quality? What else will drive the values into the future, right? What else will drive the values? And Sam talks about this as well, design-led growth, okay? The design of the property, the design of the building, okay? Not boxy pieces of rubbish, that, that, that are badly designed and, and so on, you need to make sure the design um, the design works well. Yep, I think you'll be crushing it with Kangaroo Point, um, Alison, as well. And uh, Alison, did you know that Kangaroo Point is one of the uh, suburb locations that uh, they have nominated that you can carte blanche do Airbnb in and around that location? You're in an ARIA building, though, so ARIA... Um, Restrict that, unfortunately. Maybe in the, at the Olympics you can do something different. Design-led growth. Something beautiful, amazing design. Something people would go, oh, wow, I want to live there. Why, using Alison's example right here, why does a developer like Aria who designs amazing buildings, why is their average two-bedroom unit price $150,000 more than the building right next door? Right next door. It's the same location. It's got the same view of the city folks, right? Same location because because of the design, the quality, uh, and the capacity of that building to attract people's um, desires when it comes to wanting to own that property. And last but not least, and it's not last by any stretch of the imagination, how does quality fight the quality express itself in these things You've got your location, you've got your design, uh, and the idea of cash flow flexibility, all right? Sam doesn't talk about this a lot, but it's the ability for your 
property to be flexible in its cash flow profile where you can um, make sure it can earn a decent buck, right? The ability to um, uh, furnish it, short-term let it, multi-tenant it, those sorts of things as well. So listen, folks, um, do we have growth ahead? Are we going to get capital growth ever again? The answer is yes, we will, but it won't be driven by cheap money um, given away. Matter of fact, you know, the government's going to weigh in and build a heap of rubbish property to try and make up the gap when it comes to, um, when it comes to, you know, the shortfall, like they've said in the budget. That's going to be a disaster as well. You watch this. You watch this space. Anytime the government gets involved in housing, they can cause a disaster, you know. They should stay out of the way and they should stop making it bloody hard for the open market to, um, just provide the stock to the market. Anyway, anyway, that's Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted, folks. Will we get growth? Yes. It's going to be driven by flight to quality. Don't, don't kid yourself um, that it's not. Don't chase cheap rubbish a million miles away from good spots. Anyway, there you go. Done and dusted. Wealth Coffee Chat over and out. Join me tomorrow for another one, folks. Remember, a couple of sayings around here. This thing's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take time to build your portfolio. It will. There's no get-rich-quick scheme uh, when it comes to property investing. Not going to happen. And uh, at the end of the day, you need to buy something really well, something good, and don't bloody sell it. The idea is keeping that real estate for as long as you can, if not forever. So then you can create passive income and wealth for your future. Anyway, that's it. Done and dusted. Join me tomorrow, folks. You guys be awesome. Be well. Chat then. Bye-bye.